Hello, and welcome to a special episode of The Backstory by Commercial Observer. Today, we're taking a closer look at the making of Commercial Observer's 2023 Young Professionals Power List with Max Gross, our Editor-in-Chief, Kathy Cunningham, our Executive Editor, and Tom Agatelli, our Deputy Chief Editor. Let's dive into this conversation that explores the successes and challenges faced by these rising stars in a dynamic commercial real estate industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Backstory Commercial Observers podcast. I'm Max Gross, Editor-in-Chief, and I'm here with uh, Commercial Observer Executive Editor Kathy Cunningham and uh, Commercial Observer Deputy Editor Tom Acatelli. Tom, Kathy, how are you? I'm really well. Thank you, Max. How about yourself? Well, I'm kind of exhausted because <laughs> we are we just finished closing our young professionals issue, which is what I'd like us to talk about today. Um, and it is always every year a lift. Um, we so I think that most of our readers probably know the drill with young professionals. We do uh, it used to just be 30 under 30. It used to be just 30 leasing and sales associates under 30 years old. We, we picked the best, you know, the cream of the crop. Um, and uh, that was it. And then we decided, you know what, why don't we add the best bankers and, you know, debt and equity brokers? So um, we added that um, and we figured 30 was a little young to actually have made your bones in that sort of camp. So we raised the age to under 35. So we picked 25 of those. And then because we're all gluttons for punishment, we're like, you know what? We should do AEC as well. Because why not get (laughs) architects, engineers, and uh, contractors and get those involved as well. So today, after weeks and weeks of work on this, we have finally finished our Young Professionals issue. How did it go for you guys? I mean, like you said, you know, it's, it's a heavy lift, but it's one of my favorite issues of the year. Um, I never tire of this issue. The submissions are always so impressive. Uh, we always have a great bunch of people that are being nominated. Um, and it's just really great to see their enthusiasm for the industry and all they have to offer. You know, I, I love it. How about you, Tom? It also makes me feel old. Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> we, 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 are very, we are very scrupulous about uh, dates of birth and and the cutoffs for entry and we always always get so many nominees and the vast yeah. majority are very very uh, impressive especially this year the vast majority are impressive and you know with speaking of birth dates I, I i feel like i should mention that we always get like one or two people who are just missing the the deadline. We put the deadline publicly on, you know, on on the form that goes out to people like, you know, you have to be born by this day. And we have people who miss it by like less than a week. And it is so heartbreaking. And a lot of these people are really, really good. And it just, it, it does, it does sort of break my heart that we have to tell people no. And people will say, you know, can't you make an exception? And Every year I have to say, I'm, I'm really sorry. We can't make an exception because I've said no too many times to go back and I, I'd be killed. I'd run out of town on a rail. Somebody would come after me and they said, you said there were no exceptions. Like, what, what is going on here? So <laughs> um, so this year, I, I did want to get everybody's like, you know, favorite little takeaway from this year in terms of who who they really liked. 
Um, there were a lot that I really liked this year. And I, I, I'm, I'm not going to mention every too many names, but I did want to mention one deal that I was particularly excited about that we did get the broker who did the fantastic world of Portuguese sardines in uh, Times Square. Um, that's, which, a, I mean, that sounds pretty fishy to me. I don't know. Oh, God, Kathy. Shame on you. <laughs> you in the deal. Oh, no, that's bad. I, I, I can I say Max on that one in particular, and on so and, and on at least you know, a dozen or so others, maybe more. The subject of that of the of the sardine sardines deal in Times Square, he mm. you know came to commercial real estate with almost no connections. It, he mm. uh, sort of fell into the position, fell into the field. Because he met somebody one night in a bar, like the story actually starts, you know, closing down a yeah. bar, and he worked his way up. And I, I, there were quite a few nominees and honorees in the end who did that, who sort of, you know, by pluck and luck, made their mark early on. And I, that, that's the trend that stuck out to me, really. Well, I mean, you figure that the people that we, you know, that that were on this year. They had to go through some stuff. They went through some stuff because it was just like these, this was like a lifetimes of adversity that like, you know, a broker would normally get in their career just in the last like four years. And it's just been like, you know, one thing after another, after another, after another. And, you know, one of the things that we said in the introduction was almost every real estate firm that I can think of has done cuts this year. They've and, and they've been like serious, like 10, 15, 20% cuts. Uh, and I think that to, to stay, you really had to prove your worth. Yeah. And so, you know, the ones that we saw this year, I mean, there were a lot of hustlers. And, you know, I have to say, like, not to dwell too much on the part Portuguese sardine guy, but, um, you know, it's such an unlikely deal like uh, so times square is a lot of things um sardine mecca of the world i would not have said but um somebody had to have been really persuasive to make this kind of thing happen and had to have like some sort of vision that you'd just be like wow okay this is an unusual um an, an, an unusual deal that's the kind of creativity that you know really succeeds in the end so my 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 hat is off to 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 that. Uh, I think it was Gabriel St Staub was his name. I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, okay. Newmark, I think. Yeah, Newmark, right, 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 right. right. Uh, one thing you mentioned, Max, is the you know the the word hustler, which is definitely what I would use also to describe uh, our nominees this year. I think on the financing side, you know, it's been really one of the most difficult market environments uh, that even I can remember in my career. You know, so I think. For people to not only, you know, stay in their jobs, but also excel at them in this environment, whether you're a debt broker, whether you're arranging equity, whether you're investing, whether you're doing whatever else on the finance side, whether you're lending, I think you really have to be a hustler. And I think every single person on our list was a hustler this year. And it really came through in the interviews, I think, you know, people are having to take, having to go the extra mile, take the extra steps in order to close deals, to work with their clients, to inform their clients, to add value to, to their relationship. So um, my hat's off to all of them. Mm -hmm. Well, and I also noticed there were a lot of athletes as well. And there's like always competitive oh, yeah. spirit. Yes. I, I think we got like somebody from the Princeton lacrosse team, somebody from the Yale lacrosse team or the, the, the NYU lacrosse team. There were a lot of lacrosse players this year and a couple of football players and a couple of football. Know, some, 
yeah what what else did you guys say um I think like like I said, it's also sports theme, a couple of snowboarders, um, definitely mm. a couple of football players, um, then others who excel in different places, like the kitchen, like you know, like they love to right, right, right. <laughs> oh, you had somebody who makes a chicken piccata, as I recall. Uh, that was that was Zachary Kraft from Cushman uh, Wakefield. That's right. Who has a very was... food like suggestive name, like you know, well, Kraft, exactly. the, <laughs> Kraft, <laughs> Kraft, <laughs> Kraft, you know, the Kraft, the Tom Colicchio restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go into that, that that level of detail with him, but um, he does make a mean chicken piccata um, in addition to to rustling up, you know, numerous deals at um, Christian's office. So <laughs> I should say that we, we also have a piece. It's not related to the Young Professionals Package, but a piece in our upcoming issue about food halls and the rise of food halls. Yes. And I think it actually, I mentioned Kraft, the Tom Colicchio restaurant. I think his cousin, Phil Colicchio is mentioned in the piece. Who yes, uh, Phil? I believe they're cousins. I think they are. They're first cousins. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, um, any least, other? Oh, sorry, there was at ahead, least Tom. one one pickleball player, which I was <laughs> kind of shocked given the trend in pickleball. So, and pickleball real estate, which we've also covered. So, but only one person sort of copped to playing pickleball. <laughs> the trend's over, Tom. It's, yeah, it's, it's so over. <laughs> as I was saying it, it ended as I was saying it. <laughs> Uh, any other big themes on leasing and uh, leasing and sales or AEC? I in leasing, so I, I obviously I edited the leasing and sales and and did a lot of interviews with people who made the list, and the the sort of mental I would say forward lookingness of some of these folks they they have looked past the the troubled times in the industry and in the market and they're they're very you know future oriented. Which I, I found impressive. It was kind of like a mental leap to get behind, get beyond, you know, 2021, 2022, and they're they're already kind of planning 2024. So I thought it was sure. interesting. You know, they're not they're not you, you didn't get as much of a you know assessment of current things. They're they're beyond mm. that. So. Mm. Yeah, and like from you know some of the people that I chatted with too, I think the one of the themes is that next year is going to be a year of opportunity for for a lot of the farms that are on our list. You know, so I think a lot of people are kind of readying themselves for that, and their teams are already starting to prepare for for some of that opportunity. So um, that's a nice positive note, also. And I also thought it was cool that across the board, you know, people mentioned mentors or teachers. In some cases, grandparents. You know, they were very upfront with, I didn't do this on my own. I had, you know, help from so-and-so and so-and-so and advice. And I thought it was cool. Well, there were some legacies this year. I, like Scott Galen's son was, uh, I think, one of our honorees. And um, Kent Swig's son. And, and if it's Kent Swig's son, Harry Mackle's grandson, Oliver Swig, was on the list. So um, there were people who sort of knew the business growing up as well mm -hmm. but as well as some newbies who just like go as yeah. you said go into a bar and suddenly they're in the real estate business um <laughs> and speaking speaking of bars somebody had a bar named after them also which is a yeah. which is a first for for this list i think um you know and it's funny speaking of bars speaking of food halls speaking of all this stuff that is one trend that i did notice about the ones that you know really stood out this year a lot more retail than in uh, years past. Uh, a lot of people, at least on the leasing and sales part, uh, were doing a lot more retail brokerage than um, certainly mm -hmm. than last year or the, or, or the last couple of years. Um, I would say that there was one thing that was not so great um, on this year. 
yeah, we do this every year and we we always try to like encourage firms to be, you know, diverse. Um, there wasn't a huge amount of diversity or not, not as much as like last year that we found at first. I'm Kathy, I know that you called a few people and said, hey, what's up with this? And, you know, send us some new people. But um, I did. Yeah. The, the sad thing about the finance list this year was that we had a record number of submissions. Um, but of the 64 initial submissions we received, only three were women and only two were people of color, men of color. Um, and that to me just, you know, was, was first of all, not okay and really disappointing. So, um, you know, I think in the future, I really hope that, you know, we see more diverse submissions. But um it's just, you know, it's, we're, I think in so many ways we're making strides forward as, a, as an industry, but um, there's obviously just a long, long way to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's well, all the more striking, sorry, Max, it's all the more striking because the industry about almost four years ago made, you know, across the board made a commitment to diversify more. So. This is the thing. And you think you start, you start to see that, you know, and in terms of submissions and things like that, you think you start to see that talent being recruited, retained and showing up in our submissions. But um, this year was just kind of it was really eye opening for me and also really disappointing. So hopefully next year we'll see firms um, that are just uh, basically submitting people that are more diverse. Um, mm -hmm. And hopefully that's also you know, our industry will start to move in that direction, too. But um, I don't know what happened this year, but um, yeah, hopefully next year is going to be different. Although several and several honorees talked about how they were involved in mentoring themselves. So hmm. maybe there will be change down the road. Do you think that there is like a larger trend that we're that we're gonna be looking for in the next couple of months just about that? Like is the diversity that everybody was so, you know, gung-ho, I mean that's uh, that's probably not the right term to use, but like, you know, that was that there had been all these commitments to in 2020. Um do you think that it indicates that it that, that people weren't serious? Um, that's my worry, or that perhaps the foot's been taken off the gas pedal when it comes to um, diversity in our industry. And I think 2020, there's these sweeping statements being made, and so many companies said, "Hey, we're 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 doing this, you know, X, Y, and Z in terms of bettering our our diversity and um, making a, a broader commitment to it." Um, but um, you know, I think I remember that we as a publication tried to follow up with a lot of those firms not too long after that, you know, maybe 2021, 2022, and said, hey, can you give us some data? Tell us how you're doing. And they're really reluctant to share that data. Um, mm -hmm. We thought perhaps it's because it was too early. They're worried about, you know, peer comparison, things like that. But now I think, you know, perhaps it's time to revisit that and just say, hey, like, how are you doing from a diversity standpoint? Because, you know, we as a publication, that was a small sampling of submissions we got. But but still, it's a worrying, um, you know, so it's a worrying situation. I also think the, the commitments were made in 2020 and, and uh, part of 2021, and then the economy shifted dramatically and the market shifted dramatically. So I think that got in the way as well. But that's not necessarily uh, an excuse because the, the programs and the efforts were ostensibly up and running by the end of 2020. Um, yep. We've also seen that too with commitment to ESG. That's, that's fading. That's fading a bit. And those commitments were made two or three years ago before the market turned. It's just so important. So you just really hope that you know, whatever happens in the market, people shouldn't be taking their feet off the gas pedal. So I really hope that you know that's not the case. And perhaps this was some kind of skewed sample or something like that. But um, I really hope that we as an industry are doing better and continue to do better. But we'd love to see more information around that and see how we're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, on that note, um, that, well, that's a bad note to end on. We should that's a bad that. note, yeah. It always says, when you said that at the beginning, Kathy, that you said that, like, you know, this is one of your favorite lists of the years. It's one of mine, too. I mean, like, I really it do, is. Yeah. you know, 
I like talking to these guys and like you know, I love I love chatting to these guys and girls. Honestly, it's just my favorite. You know, I think I think yeah. there's just there's so much passion there, and just it's just it's, it's great to have you know new perspectives, new um you know just new energy. You know, uh, in commercial observer, and I love to I love to hear about you know what they're interested in, what they love most about what they do, and how they plan to kind of map out their career. You know, it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're not jaded yet, and so they're still yeah. very excited. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's a lot of optimism in in these movies. All right. Well, um, thank you both for your hard work on a uh, tall order, but a worth it order in the end. So um, uh, the whole the whole team worked at Socks Off. I'm so proud of our team. In addition to you know um, everybody that made the list, I'm proud of everybody that made the list too. Um, so uh, thank you to everybody who also you know nominated people, uh, put people forward for this list. Um, it is like you said numerous times now. It's one of my favorite issues of the year, and just love to work on it. So thank you to all of you too. On that note, for Commercial Observer, I'm Max Gross. I'm Kathy Cunningham. I'm Tom Acatelli. And this was Backstory. Thank you. As we wrap up this episode of The Backstory, we're left with a renewed sense of admiration for the 2023 Young Professionals Power List. The insights shared by Max, Kathy, and Tom reveal not only the talent and tenacity of these young professionals, but also the evolving landscape of the real estate industry. Their journey through the selection process highlights the importance of creativity, determination, and the continuous push for diversity within the commercial real estate industry. We hope this conversation has sparked your curiosity to explore the full list and learn more about these remarkable individuals shaping the future of real estate. You can view the full list at commercialobserver.com. Thank you for tuning into The Backstory, where each episode brings you closer to the heart of the industry's ever-changing narrative.